Welcome to Life Skills 101, Skills for a Digital Age, sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and True North Homeschool Academy. True North offers live online classes, clubs, ebooks, and more. From special needs to parent classes, True North builds a community through digital format in an age of loneliness and desolation. Our host, Lisa Nearing, is a homeschooler with five kids who was homeschooled with her husband, Dr. David Nearing, for 27 years. They are committed to equipping fellow homeschoolers and Christians with the tools they need to navigate a complex world in need of a savior. Now, without further ado, Lisa Nearing. Hey everybody, this is Lisa Nearing with True North Homeschool Academy, and this is episode uh, podcast episode 60 on Life Skills 101, Life Skills for a Digital Age. Dr. David Nearing and I are here doing a series on life skills, authentic values, and this is episode three titled Definitions and Understanding. I'm joined today again by my husband, Dr. David Nearing. Glad to have you here again today, David. As always, it's great to be with you. In this last episode, we talked about how our culture has shifted from its foundations on natural law on authentic values to synthetic values. Um, When did all this start becoming um, really obvious and when did this polarization take place? Today, we're going to talk about what's actually causing that polarization because what is causing it is a failure to understand what is basic to human fulfillment. Right. Uh, Last time we did discuss how in the late 20th century, traditional Republican and biblical values began to be pushed aside by transactional and therapeutic individualism. And in the name of authenticity, uh, that's in scare quotes, people started adopting values that were not, in fact, authentic. Uh, They were pushing value systems, if they could be called that, that were more shallow and transient and self-centered. But these value systems do not allow for true human fulfillment, true human fulfillment that persists over long periods of time. So are... This is kind of interesting coming from a psychologist. You're saying that transactional and therapeutic individualism really led to some of the synthetic value system that we find ourselves kind of mired and murked in today, right? Right, because there is a misunderstanding, you know, when a person is operating as a counselor, one is trying to deal with that individual themselves in the place that they're at, the sort of psychological world they inhabit and meet them on their terms. And that's important for a person to sort of get straight now what's happening within themselves, which that's important and necessary and true and vital, okay? But what we're talking about here is trying to apply that to an entire society. That doesn't work out quite so well, you know, because what's being then taught is some sort of relativism, a a kind of individualism that you're trying to apply on society at large, and that's going to be synthetic. To understand what is basic to human fulfillment, one must really understand the distinction between deep, authentic values and understandings and what I think are best termed synthetic values and understandings. So I think maybe let's let's start with some definitions, shall we? Yep. Okay. Well, just start with the idea of what authentic is. Authentic means genuine, trustworthy, real. It It is what it's represented to be. So an authentic value system grows out of and and manifests the transcendent principles that define what it means to be human, to be a a human being. They're real. They're genuine. They're trustworthy. They actually are what they are thought to be. Now, we're not talking, when we talk about an authentic value system, about holding values authentically. 
that people are going to get that confused in this conversation. Holding values authentically are what psychologists term intrinsic, intrinsically. That is, it's coming from within me. I'm sincere. I really believe it. I honestly hold these things to be true. Those are my beliefs. Okay. So that's being authentic. We can actually have authentic people with synthetic values. Absolutely. We can, because it's not just you're holding them authentically or intrinsically but they're based on something authentic and real and true beyond you. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's something that is, is common to all human beings. So mm-hmm. you can be very authentic and, and, and sincere and true to yourself and not be true to what's actually truth in a bigger picture. What's really authentic and genuine beyond you. Mm-hmm. It's this idea of, you know, telling my own truth. Well, mm-hmm. Telling my truth is important when I'm talking about something that's occurring between my ears, mm-hmm. okay? It isn't make as much sense when I'm talking about something that applies to, say, like you, mm-hmm. okay? My truth about you is really not a truth but a perception or an opinion, mm-hmm. okay? My tr- my truth about, say, you know, the orbit of Saturn <laughs> is is my personal opinion unless it conforms to physics, Okay. <laughs> Okay, we're going to just leave the whole that Newtonian thing, yes, (laughs) off to the side, right. Okay, so, but I can talk about my truth when I'm talking about what's happening within myself between my ears, okay? We could spend a lot of time right here because we could talk about my truth in relationship to history. We've talked about this in podcasts before, the whole idea of my truth. Right, you know, and we've talked about that idea of my truth is valuable and important for me or for communicating me to thee. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not so good when we're trying to communicate something that's actually we share together in a larger world, Mm -hmm. particularly in a society. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're not talking about things that are held in, you know, intrinsically that I'm holding authentically, but rather something that is true, real, authentic out there. These are not just simply group or personal or even cultural values that we're talking about when we're talking about authentic values and understandings, but they transcend all of these to the level of being human, Mm -hmm. being a human being, part of the human race, always, forever. They are not my values or our values in the sense that they originate with Mm -hmm. me or the group I identify with. They're only mine to the extent that I accept and internalize their nature and origin, which is not in me, but is in what it means to be human above and beyond myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're not coming from me, but they're, they're communicated through things that I understand. And in fact, basic values are not even coming from the Bible per se as a source, but they are communicated through the Bible as an accurate and authentic and genuine expression of these values as inspired by God so that we make sure we got these correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these values also come through founding documents of the Republic and behind and actually any serious attempt to cultivate the fullness of human being. These are values of or what are traditionally termed natural law. And so we'll go, we're going to dive more into all this in future shows, but right now let's just go with this understanding. Mm-hmm. So, Really, this is a definition for natural law. Natural law transcends the individual. Natural law honestly transcends culture. 
transcends race, transcends gender, natural law. I think Ecclesiastes touches on this when it says eternity written on their hearts. Right. I, I understand that to refer to a combination of it's it's more what I, I think Paul's talking about in Romans two and three, where he's talking about that the 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 Torah within, mm-hmm. that law within. Eternity in the hearts would be that natural law but actually above and beyond that into the originator of that natural law, mm-hmm. okay? But but again, what we're talking about in this is not a religious concept. It's a metaphysical concept. Mm-hmm. It's a, an understanding of how things are and how we think and how we reason. Religion and spirituality flows after that. Okay, pause. Okay, so... This is like a lot of homeschoolers are listening to this. Maybe a lot of homeschool moms. Do we care about metaphysics? Is this important as we homeschool and do the dishes and plan Thanksgiving dinners and talk to our kids about elections? Yes, that's a great question. And it is for this reason, because people will try to to um, invalidate or intimidate others when they make an appeal to a metaphysical understanding of natural law, because they'll say you're trying to impose religion on them. They're trying to talk about the state imposing religion. They're trying to say that in, you know some educational process is imposing religion. Look, as, as parents and as family and as people, we can hold these things religiously without any problem. Mm-hmm. But when we have conversations with other people who don't share our religious convictions, we nevertheless can appeal to natural law as not religious because it's metaphysical, meaning it provides the basis to understanding what is true, beautiful, good, rational, sane, and just. And and so in order to have a conversation at all, we have to have the ability to appeal to that without saying that that's religious because it's not. Mm-hmm. Religion is when you're trying to engage with God not just simply recognizing that God is and he creates. And so natural law is simply a recognition of a reality, not a religious imposition. And so don't be intimidated by that. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to unpack there. So it is important to have a metaphysical understanding of natural law. It, it or is. is natural law the metaphysics? Well, natural law flows from its basis is a metaphysical understanding. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Natural law itself isn't metaphysics. It's the basis to actually a lot of legal codes. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of actually understanding of what it means to be a human being and anthropology, mm-hmm. all these sorts of things. Metaphysics is, is the basis for understanding, understanding. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so it's the framework. It is, it is the basis for the framework. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if we want our kids and if we want ourselves to be able to interact in a culture and a society that possibly might be more chaotic and confusing than it was a decade or two ago. Well, there's a lot of confusion and illusion. A lot of confusion and illusion. Having a solid framework is going to be helpful because there's a lot of dismissal going on if you don't agree. There's a lot of dismissal if you don't have the right race or gender or religion, possibly. And having a metaphysical understanding really provides a framework that goes above and beyond all that. Well, it is, if we can say we, we both can appeal to natural law and go from there, we can have a conversation. Mm-hmm. If the other person isn't willing to, at least for the purposes of the conversation, recognize the legitimacy of natural law principles, 
then in your conversation, you're going to get into weirdness sooner or later. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. And unless you can... What do you mean weirdness? What does that mean? Well, talking past one another. Mm -hmm. You're you're going to find yourself confused. You're going to feel yourself uneasy. You're going to feel yourself... Suddenly, it's like something weird happened in this conversation, and I don't understand why, because the grammar and the syntax all seem to work. Or even doubting your own sense of... Dead sense of self, your own sanity and your own values. Mm -hmm. Because again, you've lost sense, uh, sight of the idea that, that, that you, or I'm going to shift it to me, that I myself understand that these understandings and values are coming from like the very basic basis of what it means to be human, such Mm -hmm. as like property and responsibility Mm -hmm. and choice and gender and family, etc. These sorts of things are basic to what it means to be a functional, sane human being and hold those things clearly. And when we start messing with those, then our conversations are going to go off into the off the rails very fast. And for a great example of this, um, C.S. Lewis in the Space Trilogy, uh, is it the third book? Yeah, That Hideous Strength. That Hideous Strength. I won't recommend it for younger kids, but uh, it's, no. a, it's a great book to really get a hold of the weirdness we're referring to right here. Oh, precisely. C.S. Lewis was very prescient. He he saw happening around him the beginnings of all this mm-hmm. and, and could see where this turns out. Mm-hmm. And society is fulfilling what, what Lewis foresaw in in that hideous strength and talked about in his book abolition of man mm-hmm. you know it's they were ideas at that time now people in the west are looking around and seeing realities mm-hmm. sobering thought okay so we've gotten off track a little bit so let's i think we're very much on track but i do okay. think we were <laughs> so so you know in contrast and competing with authentic values that are reflected in the bible and the founding of the republic and the west and what i would say a lot of sane and rational interpersonal relationships we have these synthetic value systems and the associated values now again i want to have some clarifications here synthetic let's start with that the definition synthetic is something made by humans by recombining or removing other things you know so something is added that isn't naturally there or putting them in a different sequence or things of that like synthetic fabrics are Mm -hmm. are created by basically recombining hydrocarbons into in different combinations and so we get things like plastic okay okay so just just like an odd example fabrics really bother me and that might be a good way to think about authentic and synthetic values is when you have linen or cotton against your skin it just you don't even notice it because it feels so natural. But when you have that like 1970 polyester and your skin's a little dry, you're very aware of the blouse that you have on, right? <laughs> that is that is a synthetic value for you there. Right. Well, that's I would say that's a good example of what is synthetic and having a reaction to that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a recognition that synthetic values arise strictly from what a human or a group of humans do or want to do, things that they want, things that they desire, things that the agenda that they're trying to accomplish at the time. The values that come from this are not discovered and expressed as authentic values, but are in fact generated by the people involved by combining or removing other values. Okay. Now, that's not innately bad. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just normal, that's right. normal life. They're only bad when they're set in equivalence or even in opposition to authentic values. When you're violating sort of the basic blueprint, it's fine to add on to your house with different doors and windows, and that's okay. But when you're starting to move foundational things, then you're going to have problems in your house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, things like fashion and institutional goals, professional definitions, features of commercial products, indeed, most practical 
immediate motivation and values are actually synthetic and not directly based on deep values. And that's fine. That's, that's good. Mm -hmm. These are personal group, cultural or secular values, and they're located in time and space. Again, it's not a good versus bad issue on that point. Utmost importance versus lesser importance. So there's a difference between having synthetic values and having a synthetic value system. A synthetic value system is a whole system of these values that in the end are based on just synthetic values, okay? The problem is not having synthetic values, but having a system of values that puts those synthetic values above authentic ones. So examples might be sex is more important than family, okay? Like the state can just eradicate property claims just by fiat, okay? Like fashion is more important than simply clothing people, mm -hmm. okay? But how does all that get us to societal unrest? And confusion. Well, that's a great question. When synthetic value systems become the entire value system, that's when we start seeing dehumanizing effects starting to happen, like communism, state-mandated socialism, all Marxism, fascism, true racism, transhumanism, atheistic capitalism. Those, these are all synthetic value systems where certain kind of values are inverted above others. Okay, you know, certain so are replaced. I just read a, a poll that said most college graduates in the United States college system are pro-socialism. And the thing is, you can have certain kinds of limited socialism provided the basics are not being undermined like personal property. Mm -hmm. But when the state is enthroned above and beyond any other value system in any other way, when the actual powers of the state are not clearly limited then you're going to have dehumanizing effects. Mm -hmm. All of these isms are to a greater or lesser degree dehumanizing if they're not held subject to a transcendent value system. Now, some of these things might possibly work if they're clearly held subject to the authentic value system of natural law. Mm -hmm. But all of these almost by definition don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so that was quite a list. Communism, state-mandated socialism, Marxism, fascism. We all understand those as political systems. True racism mm -hmm. as opposed to false racism. Right. Okay. I don't know if you want to unpack that a little bit. or. Okay, a little bit. Basically, racism is where I place race as a value above and beyond you know, any other according value such as basic humanity. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. I treat you less than based on your race. Okay. Because you have one race or another. So anytime I actually identify your race as intrinsically valuable or not producing guilt or not producing inferiority or not producing shame or not, I have engaged in racism. That's authentic racism. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so people are actually engaging in racism these days while claiming to not be racist because they're using a synthetic value system. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, transhumanism? Right. Well, transhumanism is the idea that somehow you're going to improve humanity by trying to blend humans with machines. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's not going to turn out well. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. you know going to create a lot of problems because... Uh, chaos theory, and I don't really want to get into it, well, but the, like the master of the universe might get involved there. <laughs> I have some ideas about that, but that could be, you well, know. but you're making an appeal to authentic values right there, Lisa. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is that you are reflecting an authentic, genuine value system by saying that that kind of blend to improve humanity is going to turn out bad ways. Mm -hmm. Right. Atheistic capitalism. Yeah. Atheistic capitalism where y you have a, a capitalism where 
it's all about people being prosperous without any regard to the impact on other human beings, mm -hmm. you know, where greed is king and where money and power are the measure of what uh, is valuable in humans. Might makes right is not uh, atheistic capitalism, but it's actually close to it. Mm -hmm. Anything where people are focused on power is an intrinsic value. Okay, and trying to actually use power as a value in and of itself, whether you're trying to spread it around equally or trying to maximize it most in any group of people is going to result in a synthetic value system. Mm -hmm. Power is not a value. It's just a means. Right. And we could get into a big discussion about nationalism versus globalism right there, but let's, let's move on. Well, can I, can I just add to that just very quickly? Yeah. Patriotism is nationalism that exist within transcendent lawfulness. Mm -hmm. There's a moral lawfulness that puts the brake on your nationalism. Nationalism classically understood is, is really where the focus on the nation, it does not have the brakes of natural law placed on it. Okay. It allows the, the country to basically be ahead of anything else. Okay. The, the rise of Nazism. Right. Well, yeah, Nazi Germany is sort of the prime example, but you see that in other synthetic systems sure. as well. Yeah. So all of these are examples of synthetic values and value systems, yeah. Value systems, right, as opposed to natural law. The basic issue with any potential authentic value, the actually the biggest question is not whether they are mine or not, or whether I like them or not, or agree with them or not. Or, or whether they reflect my identity, okay, uh, nor whether others I connect with identify and hold these values, but whether they are, in fact, genuine and authentic, true, and that they're based on true principles. Okay, okay so hold up. The first and most fundamental issue with authentic values isn't about whether I like them or not. It's not whether I believe it. It's okay, not so whether I, I like it. it. No, no, I, it really it doesn't. doesn't matter. No, no, it, it really honestly doesn't. Okay. Not in terms of uh, saying whether it's authentic and true or not. Mm -hmm. Okay. I can hold it authentically, but that doesn't make it authentic and genuine. Now, whether I hold it or not does become a big issue, <laughs> mm -hmm. but not in determining whether it's authentic and genuine or not. That comes from other things. Namely, does it conform to transcendent values? The question is, are those values in fact authentic and how would I know that? They only become personal, become mine when either I receive them or realize I've already held them because they don't come from me, but I can find myself in them once I understand myself in terms of those authentic values. I understand others in terms of those authentic values. This is because those authentic values relate to our design and our purpose as humans. Okay. That's what makes them authentic and genuine, our design and purpose as human beings. Really, authentic values exist whether we recognize them or not. Absolutely. It's like the laws of physics and gravity exist whether we jump off a cliff to our death, believing that we're not going to or not. Precisely. It's, it's the, just right there. Right. The laws of thermodynamics exist whether I actually understand them, believe them, or agree with them or not. They don't really care. Mm -hmm. Okay? In the same way, authentic values relate to principles of being human. Mm -hmm. Okay? They are. I don't, I can't violate them. I can only illustrate them in the same way that I can violate. I don't violate the law of gravity. I illustrate it. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. okay. And, and so, you know, that's, that's the same way with these authentic values, whether I believe them or not is not, not really germane to their authenticity. They, it is germane to my own personal sanity and health. Mm-hmm. 
So all of this is in the context of social unrest that we find ourselves in. Well, it is because these authentic values always come first in life because the principles that produce them are most basic in life. People have historically always understood it until societies begin to fall, then they get lost. And what is happening is this basic understanding of authentic systems and understandings are getting lost by many, many, many people. And that's creating all this chaos and division around us because people have no common frame of reference in their thinking with which to conduct conversations and relationships. Mm -hmm. So how does this relate to how we're raising our kids? Well, because most of us like to think that we're raising our kids with a specific framework that makes sense, that's not confusing. Well, the, the way it relates to our raising our kids is that you are wanting those kids to grow up to be responsible and productive and uh, decent adults someday, right? Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the point, right? Right. All right. Well, what's fundamental to this is understanding what values and understandings are authentic and genuine and being able to keep that clear within your own head, keep that clear within your marriage relationships, keep that clear in your parenting and keep that clear as you teach your children. Mm -hmm. That's what allows them to understand. And they also need to understand you and they need to understand that there is a whole bunch of people out there living life with these synthetic value systems. And those synthetic value systems are creating a lot of this chaos that's going on out there. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the social chaos is not created by the polarization. The polarization is a result of a mass misunderstanding of this reality. Mm -hmm. This episode was about definitions and understandings. So we hope we brought some clarity to the idea of synthetic values and authentic values a little bit more. Anything else you want to say before we wrap this session up? Well, I, I know the words seem really hard to understand, but they go to the issue of what's really going on here, mm -hmm. okay? And if you can understand those two terms and understand how that applies to how people are talking, it's going to give you a lot of understanding why things are such a mess. Mm -hmm. It's it's a mess because the basics. And we're going to talk about how the country got started with real clarity on this point. And that clarity has since been lost and the consequences are all around us. Mm -hmm. And so this actually gets to the heart of those people who believe in the Constitution as a founding document that should not be revised and those who feel like it's fine to just revise it as we go. It, it is. It gets to that. But, you know, let's work on the Constitution and the Declaration and future sessions. Sounds great. Thanks for joining in this week. We know that you're homeschooling or possibly in ministry, and we know that you're leading and working towards the redemption of others. We would love it if you shared this podcast with them, and we'd love to hear your thoughts, comments, questions, and opinions. Please let us know what you're thinking. If you're not on our email list at True North Homeschool Academy, we hope that you'll get on there. I'll leave the link in the show notes. And you can find our link for True North Homeschool Academy in the show notes, as well as some resources that we've listed here. We hope that you'll tune in next week. Thanks so much. We're so honored that you're listening and that you share this podcast, Life Skills 101, with your friends and family. Every time you share the show and post about it, it really makes our day. Make sure you subscribe and download this podcast so that you never miss an episode. You can subscribe so that you get alerted to each and every show. Leave a review for this podcast, Life Skills 101, Life Skills for Digital Age. We're so honored that you're listening. Until next time, this is Lisa Nearing from True North Homeschool Academy. We'll talk to you soon.